Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. As always, my host coming to us out of beautiful, sunny, I think, Philadelphia this uh, afternoon. Liana Glass, how are you? Always sunny in Philadelphia, as they say. That's I'm it. doing well. I love learning more about my co-host and producer um, on this podcast. This team is just a very interesting bunch, so... I'm doing very well today. How maybe, are you? Maybe without giving too much detail away, maybe at a, at a later stage of the podcast's lifespan, we can uh, have a full delve into uh, the beauty of Philadelphia as a city. We love all our Philly people on this. Uh, we love all our Philly listeners. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, it is still hot and summery, which is great, which is good for the mood. Um, you know, we've been through a... Uh, Busy, busy season at Cambridge Network. A lot happening. We're getting schools ready for a new recruitment season. Um, we are developing a couple of brand new uh, initiatives and and uh, products that we're rolling out to schools and students, both on the support as well as the recruitment and marketing side. Um, and, you know, we've got students in the classroom, which is, I think, the most important thing and something that we've worked really hard to get to. So I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, I'm, it's, it's been not a quiet summer, which is a good thing, I think. It's been a busy summer and we've got schools starting classes around here within the next couple of weeks. So we're happy, like you said, to have students in person learning. Many of my students have already arrived. They're getting settled in with their host families. So it has been a busy summer and we are ready to go for the school year. Very, very cool. Um, today's episode, we are discussing a very, very pertinent uh, statement happening ideal that we've been discussing for quite some time and that is really under the new administration um, in the US you know what have we seen international education do um, perhaps just discussing very briefly a little bit of a recap of what's happened since the new administration has take over and then really just a, a, a general discussion about where we are in the industry I think it's an important update to give to both um, you know families and students potentially thinking about coming to the US, um, but then also to schools and, and administrators and heads of school and departments that are making decisions about their international programs. This is really an important, important update. So I do want to take us back, Liana, and, uh, you know, I know this is something that we discuss often, but a big part of uh, your sort of coming through COVID was, uh, at least from the Cambridge Network side, was uh, the belief that the new administration specifically would look very favorably upon international education um, and that that would allow us uh, and give us sort of the impetus and the, and the momentum to get through COVID, um, opening up visa, uh, you know, scheduling and appointments, opening up travel, making it easier for students to apply to international programs. And I will say, and I think it's important to say this, from the very beginning is that we certainly have in the past couple of months seen many of those things that we wanted to fall in place fall in place, which is a big part of the reason why we have students, international students from China, from Vietnam, from Korea, from Italy, from all across the world who are able to be studying in the classroom in person as we speak. So I think that's a, I think we need to sort of just you know, remember that and, and be cognizant of that fact, because I think we've come a far way. And I know that's something that maybe you and I didn't believe would happen. But yeah, we are, you know, quite, quite a couple of months later, and, and many of those things have fallen into place. Yeah, absolutely. And this conversation today on the podcast is sparked by um, an awesome article that 
our executive producer, Dean, will share in the show notes, but it's titled, Can Biden Reframe U.S. International Education? So like you said, Stephen, you know, we were all hopeful that with a new administration, the industry of international education would sort of be rejuvenated in the country. And slowly but surely, we are seeing some changes start to take place. Um, But recently, the Biden administration did release a joint statement of principles in support of international education. So this was sort of the first thing the administration really put out um, in support of international education throughout the country for policymakers and agencies to really take a hard look at their processes and goals and make international education a priority, make it accessible and help to, like I said, rejuvenate the industry this coming year. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's I think it's obvious sometimes, but maybe it does need us to state it that obviously at Cambridge Network, we're a big believer in, 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 you know, uh, creating global citizens and making sure that we can uh, continue this agenda of international education. We feel that it's, you know, uh, important for people to develop that cultural competency to to grow globally as as a world to get to know other cultures and other people. And then on a more specific note, I'm a big believer in the industry. This is a, estimates have it at a $40 billion a year industry for the US. That's a significant economic part of the big economy, um, for lack of a better word, the economic part of the big economy. But there's a lot of jobs tied into that. There's a lot of money tied into that. There's a flourishing industry that's created out of international students and international education as a whole. And and I, I believe firmly that the the industry gives back and it allows people to pursue their dreams and to come to some of the best universities in the world and pursue careers and, and uh, you know, dreams of theirs that they've had for many years. So I, I think it's a, a wonderful industry that does give a, a lot back. But of course, at Cambridge Network, we're big advocates for international education. So on that point, um, before we transition, Liana, you know, you and I have spoken a lot about your journey in international education. Why do you like the industry? What you know? What sort of sticks out for you when you think about this, and when you hope that it'll come back to previous years, maybe, and, and flourish a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more about your journey, or at least what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I feel like I could speak all day on the importance of international education. You know, getting outside of our comfort zones, experiencing other cultures, other people, um, and other countries at large, but. I really think that global citizenship does bloom from travel. It blooms from learning in other countries. And um, the U.S. really needs to prioritize making it accessible for international students to come here and experience the U.S. Um, A lot of the countries that we compete with in the international education sector, you know, they might be a lot smaller than the U.S., but they're actually pulling in more international students than we are. Um, So their international education industries are maybe thriving more than the U.S. is, and we have so much more ability to thrive than these other smaller countries, but we just need to put our resources to use. Um, And the article talks a lot about how, you know, the U.S. does focus a lot on uh, international education in regards to national security. And these other smaller countries focus more on how international education can help Um, economic growth, world harmony at large, you know, just creating more peace in the world where having people meet other people from other countries, they're creating relationships. And, you know, that really paves the path for growth in a more harmonious direction worldwide, if the more people who can do that. Um, 
just a fact from this article is that uh, in the UK, one in five students are international students, and in the US, only one in 20 are international students. So that paints a very clear picture of you know, the fact that the US really does need to pull more weight in recruiting more international students and really just our messaging on international education as a whole. We have to understand that it goes much further than any national security issue. It's you know, for the economy, for world harmony at large, it plays a huge, huge part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I want to sort of get back to something just piggybacking off what you said there, but how important this is. Um, we often talk about the benefits of international education for the country. Economically, that's really important, but it's about that entrepreneurship is really important to me, um, creating jobs. You know, many, many Americans, many, many people that live in this country, um, work for companies that were were, were formed and, and, and were started by students who came here as international students. I, I often go back to the example of um, the vaccine rollout in this country and that many of the head researchers and head uh, heads of those pharmaceutical companies that worked so tirelessly to get us a vaccine, to get us back up on our feet throughout the world were people who were international students who came here um, either as high school students or university students. So that is just a perfect example of the of you know the benefits of international education, the job creation, and just you know getting a little bit of that that excellence that that people bring. The people want to come here. They know that this is an incredible country that speaks English, that has the ability to uh, through a strong economy provide jobs. People want to share in that dream, but conversely, will also give back by creating businesses, coming up with vaccines, being able to save the world essentially. Um, you know, and I think that's something that's often overlooked. Um, you know, I think uh, with without making uh, getting too deep into the discussion, of course, national security is important, but there are so many incredible benefits of of of, uh, of the industry as a whole that I think need to be, um, you know, need to be praised and need to be focused upon. I think from the U.S. side, one of the things that, of course, we've experienced in the past couple of um, months specifically that the U.S. can do better in terms of. Um, you know, just a, an easy fix is things like visa processing. I think that's a big frustration that maybe some people don't understand the impact that has. But I've seen, and I'm sure you have, Liana, several students simply give up applications because there's been either delay after delay after delay or simply just unable to get those visas for a variety of not very serious reasons, small, you know, sort of technicalities that they are unable to get those visas. And I think that's one way in which the US, which is still probably the number one destination, can be a little bit more competitive with the Canada's, with the UK's, with the Germany's that are offering awesome experiences education wise as well. Absolutely. I think, you know, when you're going through this visa process or even before that, take a step before that, when you're deciding, you know, what country am I going to go to for my international education? If you've heard from friends that, <coughs> you know, the visa process in the US is just, extremely draining and really slow but you can go to a different country where maybe you don't need the in-person interview you know little things like that could really deter a student from coming to the U.S. to study and they might choose a different country um, and I think you know to piggyback off what you were saying we need our administration and the country at large to really broaden its motivations for the international education industry and for promoting it um, the English language, our economy, we have so many top ranked universities, more universities in our country than uh, so many other places have to offer, you know, our dominance in the research 
our cultural influence and then the high quality of living too, are to name a few that the article mentions um, for why students really do want to come here. So we need to make sure that it's there's a clear path for students who are interested to get here. We don't want the visa process to to hinder anyone from applying and from getting here. And, you know, those are the people who are going to come here who could go on to create companies here, create jobs for Americans. Um, you know, we need to keep those doors open for international students to get here and to continue their education here. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, you know, as we close this discussion out, I think, yes, we've seen a lot of great things fall into place under the new administration. Specifically, if you look at, at COVID and the effects that it had on the industry, many of those things happened and made it possible for us to be at a fall uh, in fall 2021, able to offer online, able to offer at least some kind of online, but specifically in-person classes, able to have students join us in person on the ground. I think that's really important. I do want to say a word yeah, for our schools and our institutions as a whole, because a big part of why international education is is so popular in this country are things that Liana and I have discussed you know, in, in this article, the economic side of it, the language side, the cultural side, but it's also because of great institutions. Now, whether you're a school or whether you're a university, remember that. Remember that that experience that you leave students with is often what gets you noticed, that often what contributes to this narrative of the US as being the number one destination. So nothing is too small. Nothing should be overlooked. We should continue to strive, you know, all of our schools, all of our institutions to make this an excellent education experience for our students and our, our visitors that come here because that's ultimately what will continue keeping this cog in motion, continue having people come back for more. And I think you've heard from us why we think it's so very important. Liana, any uh, final thoughts from your side uh, about this? I like this article because I, I think it gives a, a different spin on something that we don't often talk about, but it's such an essential part of what we do. Yeah, I learned a lot through reading this article. Um, I think the worth of international education can't be overstated. We learn so much from getting outside of our bubbles and from learning from the other countries in the world, the way they do things, the way they think, the way they speak. Um, and getting out and traveling is really the best way to grow as a person. The article ends and concludes by stating that, you know, it's really a race to lead the world of tomorrow and that international education is the biggest catalyst in that. Um, and we want to attract as much talent and as many people, as many, um, as much thought as we can, diversity and thought. And the way we're going to do that is through international students coming here to get their education. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this new administration can do in improving this sector. And um, Cambridge Network is always going to be such a strong pillar in this industry. Um, and helping to support those experiences for students. Um, I landed with Cambridge Network because of my international education experiences. I know the value in it. Um, and so it's an honor to be supporting our students who have taken the journey to be international students themselves. So yeah, I'm looking forward to what this administration can do for the international education industry. Well said. I was gonna have final thoughts, but you said you said it all so perfectly, so well done. <laughs> to all of our listeners, we hope you find uh, all of the content that we deal with uh, at the Cambridge Insider podcast very, very useful. Remember, if you do have questions, uh, if you do want us to deal with specific topics, remember to drop us a line. Check out our show notes because executive producer Dean, um, who, fun fact, used to live in Philadelphia, 
Um, we'll be putting our articles and anything that we do reference onto the show notes. So go and have a look there if you want to do a little further reading. To all of our listeners, we'll catch you around the next episode. Bye-bye, everybody.